This is Podcast Game Show, the first trivia quiz show built exclusively as, well, a podcast. In each episode, we put a new contender to the test. It's season two, and this time, it's all about your favorite social media personalities and experts. Play along and find out what they really know. That's a good question. 20 contenders, four finalists, only one winner. Who will it be? Let's find out on Podcast Game Show. I'm Brandon Beard. Today on Podcast Game Show, I am welcoming another social media mogul to the group here, Joe Polizzi. Joe, how are you doing? Brandon, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, man. I hope you're ready to rock some trivia and show off everyone what you know about everything in the world. I absolutely love looking like a fool, especially publicly. So so this will work out great. Excellent. Yeah, you. Uh, that's something we have in common then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell I'll tell our audience real quick about Joe. Uh, Joe is the founder of the Content Marketing Institute, uh, the leading education and training organization for content marketing. And the, you guys put on the largest in person event in this in this space in the world, uh, content marketing world. Correct. That is correct. We're yes. expecting uh, four thousand delegates from sixty countries to come into Cleveland in September, so we're super excited about it. In Cleveland, that's right. You're in Cleveland. That's right. How is Cleveland? The rock and roll, the rock and roll capital of the world, and hopefully the content marketing capital of the world. <laughs> well, if you're there, it's gotta be. Well, that's what I like to tell people. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we'll talk more about Joe in a little bit and what he's working on. But Joe, uh, if you're ready, let's just get right into it, okay? I am ready, Brandon. Let's do this. Now, Joe, I'm going to tell you real quick. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to answer 15 questions and one final rapid-fire question at the end. You want to aim to get at least 10 correct. You have three cheats along the way. So twice you can ask me for a hint, just a hint on the question. Also, I will give you eight seconds to Google the answer if you don't know it. So that's your third cheat. Okay. Okay. How how often can I do that? Uh, You can only use each of these once. So two hints, one uh, Google. All right. Uh, Fair fair enough. And at the end of the season, our top four players come back. They face off for the grand prize, which is a year's subscription to audiobooks.com. So if you like audiobooks, you can take that for yourself or you can gift that to maybe one of your followers online, whatever you want to do. But a really cool prize there. That's audiobooks.com. Nice. nice. So I am. I, that, that's, I think I'm up to the challenge. I, if I can get uh, 10, 5, right, whatever, whatever it takes. Well, with that being said, let's do it. Question number one. Thanks to the innovative IRS, you can now pay your taxes while buying a Slurpee at what nationwide convenience store chain? That would be 7-Eleven, Brandon. Correct. How did you know 7-Eleven? Well, that's the home of the Slurpee. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. And if you didn't know, you actually can pay your taxes there now, but you have to pay in cash. <laughs> I don't know whose brilliant idea that was, but it's there. It, well, you know, when I think of 7-Eleven, I think of taxes. So, 
I, makes perfect sense. I, I'm sure I would be filled with furious rage if the person in front of me in line was trying to pay his taxes at 7-Eleven. <laughs> All right. One down. Next question. In what city are you not currently going to receive same-day delivery on Amazon? And this is multiple choice. Either Washington, D.C., Charlotte, North Carolina, or Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Boy, that's tough one, Brandon, but I'm going to have to say Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Yeah, you're not going to get same-day delivery in Baton Rouge just yet. You might get beaten up if you're an away fan going to watch the LSU Tigers play, but you're not going to get same-day delivery. (laughs) Love it. Question number three. If Donald Trump is elected president and wants to make his current residence, Trump Tower, the new White House, in what city will the new seat of government be? If he wants to make the Trump Tower, so that would have to be Midtown, so that would be New York City. Yeah, buddy. New York City. Well, you know, the old capital used to be New York City before. Uh, let's see, that was 1781, I believe. So there you go. And you, then it oh, moved. Oh, my Lord. You are a font of information. That is correct. Well, it was. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, the, uh, of Alexander Hamilton. So uh, he negotiated that to, to start the, the Treasury Department. Oh, that's amazing. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> like you, you didn't like you didn't even want me to say that. But no, hey, I want you to look. This show is all about knowledge. So whatever you know, <laughs> give it to me. I love that. All right, bring it on. All right, bring it on. Question number four: What have you seen the new Star Wars movie? Yes, I have. A okay. Force Awakens. I have seen it. What adorable new Star Wars robot was described as a beach ball with a salad bowl on top? <laughs> that would be BB-8. You know, that was going to be multiple choice, but I didn't even give it to you because I knew you were going to know it. So props. I just saw the making of, uh, you know, all the clips and, and they had the whole BB-8 making of the robot thing. So little insight there. Last question in this round. What company, and this is um, multiple choice, what company spends the most on advertising? It's either Coca-Cola, Toyota, or Procter & Gamble. So of those three, which company spends the most on advertising? Brandon, that would be Procter & Gamble. Now, why do you say that? Uh, because the last advertising report that I looked at in 2015, Procter & Gamble was number one. I'm going to lock you in on that. Is it Procter & Gamble? Yeah, it is. Joe, you know your stuff so far. Five for five. So even if you got no more correct... You already got five. Uh, not bad. How you feeling? I think that we should end the show right here. <laughs> I could leave on a high note no matter what happens. Walk out on top. You even read the ad report um, to get that Procter & Gamble <laughs> answer. Amazing. So let's talk about you. We'll take a quick break for a minute here. Um, you know, I mentioned some of the things that you're involved in and who you are. I know you have a book. Your fourth book is the most recent one, correct? Uh, Content Inc. That is correct. All right. And you had a book, another book before that as well. So so, so tell us about that. 
yeah. So basically, I wrote Epic Content Marketing in 2013. I was really focused on the approach of content marketing for enterprises, but I started getting so many questions from small business owners, from startups, from entrepreneurs about how they could do that. And that's what Content Inc. is about. And it's we, we ended up interviewing dozens and dozens of now multimillionaires from around the world about how they were able to build an audience first and then monetize that audience. And what we found out is that every one of these organizations, entrepreneurs, they did the same six steps. And we call that the Continent model. And that's what the book is about. And I really do believe that whether you're looking to attract and retain customers or sell more of the same product or actually launch a company, that this is the absolute best way to do it. Awesome. So check that out, Content Inc. And Joe, where's the best place to find you online? Well, if you want immediate response, it's at Joe Polizzi on Twitter. Uh, but if you wanted to see everything that I'm doing and my speaking and everything with Content Marketing Institute, just go to JoePolizzi.com and it has my books and speaking and adventures and all that, all that fun stuff. Um, and it's uh, Joe P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I, right? That is a great Irish name. Absolutely. <laughs> I am part Irish, by the way, but but yes, it is an Italian last name. Yeah, okay. Um, and you said you were in Cleveland. Uh, let's talk about this for a second. I noticed that orange is a prominent color in some of your branding, and you're a big fan of wearing the color orange? Brandon, I wear orange everywhere. I'm I'm on a podcast right now. I have orange shoes, orange socks, and an orange polo shirt. Uh, that's I don't really have many clothes that aren't orange. I think the last time I went out of the house without orange on was something around 2010. I went to the grocery store. Uh-oh. Some people saw me and said, Joe, you're not wearing orange. What's going on? And that was the last time I did that. So it's sort of become part of uh, my everyday activities, just wearing orange and we believe it's helped the business but i can't separate myself from the color anymore where did it start you know it's interesting i launched a launch content marketing institute in 2007 and started to do some speaking and travel around the country and every picture that was taken of me i had an orange shirt on just to support the the colors of the branding and I got asked to do a speaking event in Brussels, Belgium. And they said, Joe, we want you to come over and do this thing. The only problem is you can't wear orange. We want you to wear a black tux with a silver tie. And I said, I'll wear whatever you want me to. I'll wear, I'll wear a monkey suit if you want me to come over there and pay for it. I'm happy to do that. And I did the gig and I came down. You know, I've never been in Brussels before. Came off stage and I had three people in Brussels. I'd never met these people before. They asked me, Joe, why aren't you wearing orange? And I said, oh, I had no idea. I had identified myself with that color. And from that moment on, I sort of uh, became inseparable with the color. I love the color orange. The wall I'm looking at right now is painted entirely orange. You must be inspired to go to work every day because there's no better color than orange. I agree. I went to the University of Florida, so that's one of our colors as, as well. Nice. Nice. I went well. Of course, we've got our beloved Cleveland Browns here. Yeah, uh, same. Not not much to say about that. They're, I think they're still in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> Last but, I checked. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I went to Bowling Green State University, which is just south of Toledo, Ohio, and their colors uh, are orange as well. All right, Joe, you have a trivia fact for us. Go right ahead. Yeah, here's my trivia fact. It's a baseball fact. If you're up, if you're into Major League Baseball, who is the only player? in Major League history, to hit 
at least 50 home runs and 50 doubles in the same season? Uh, I'll take a guess. I have no idea. Baseball is my worst subject. Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron is a fantastic uh, guess. He unfortunately never hit 50 home runs and 50 doubles in the same season. It was Mr. Albert Bell who used to play for the Cleveland Indians. And in 1995, he hit 50 home runs and 52 doubles, I believe. Fun Cleveland fact for us. (laughs) There you go. Joe, thanks for sharing that. Now, are you ready to get back into the game here? Let's do it. Rock and roll. Now, this next question is an audio question read by another contestant. So what I have here is Ted Rubin, who was just on the show, and he's going to describe a TV show to you. And you need to tell me what TV show he's describing, okay? I'm ready. Play a little sound clip. Here we go. So uh, this trivia question is a TV show that ran from 1959 to 1973. My mom used to let me stay up late to see it on Sunday nights. And it's about three brothers and a father. And it took place in the Old West. So TV show that occurred for over a decade across from the 50s to the 70s. Western is what he said. Now, this is multiple choice. Okay. Unless you Uh, think you know it right now. No, I don't. I, I've got a couple things that are wrong, so I want to hear the choices. Uh, okay. Your choices are Bonanza, Maverick, or The Donna Reed Show. I'm going to have to go with Bonanza. I'll lock in on Bonanza. Is Bonanza what we're looking for? Yeah, it's Bonanza. Yes. Now, why did you pick Bonanza is the question. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the the three sons were not part of Maverick, as far as I can remember. And it definitely wasn't the Donna Reed show. (laughs) That's right. It was obviously Bonanza, a very famous old Western show. Awesome. You got that one right. Let's go on to the next question here. Question number seven. What is Atlanta's NBA team called? Either the Hornets, the Hawks, or the Falcons. That would be the Atlanta Hawks. You know your sports, the Atlanta Hawks. Well, I I know, especially from last year in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, beat the Atlanta Hawks four games to none. I think I watched all those games. So, there you go. Next question, a little technology question for you. The the apps Fonto, VSCO, and Aviary are all third-party apps for what popular social sharing service? It's either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I, I think I'm going to need uh, one of your cheats, and, and I'll, I could use a hint on that one. You'll take a hint. Your hint is it's not Facebook. All right. I guess in that case, I will go with Twitter. He's going to go with Twitter. Lock you in on Twitter. Is it Twitter? 
Oh, Instagram. Fonto you know what? Since you said it wasn't Facebook, I took Instagram out because Facebook owns Instagram. Oh, well. <laughs> Still Instagram. All right. That's all right. It that's is right. only for Instagram. Those apps have like photo filters and different ways to crop and edit photos. They're all photo based. Obviously. I should have known that. I'm oh, kicking myself hey. now. All right. No big deal. You're still doing great. Question number nine. The Monty Hall problem or game show dilemma is a thought experiment centered around what field of study? It's either probability, economics, or broadcasting. Brandon, I would have to go with probability. Probability. Why do you say that? The other, well, it's, uh, you're talking about let's make a deal. So I would imagine you're looking at the probability of of odds of getting one thing over another. So I, I I don't think it's the other two. Okay. Well, let's lock in on probability because that's exactly correct. It is probability. You all right? Nine out of ten. Feeling good. We have one more. That was a that was question number nine. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got eight out of nine. Eight out of nine. All right. So let's go to question number 10. Last question in this round. What American inventor's first patent was for an electrographic voting system in 1869? It was either Thomas Edison, Alexander Graham Bell, or Nikola Tesla. I'm going to go with Alexander Graham Bell on that one, Brandon. Alexander Graham Bell. Let's lock you in. Oh, it's not. Uh, Edison. I thought that was too early for Edison and Tesla. Sorry. It happens. Well, at the end of that round, you still 8 out of 10. That's great. You have one hint left and one eight second to Google if you need it. Let's get into the final round here, okay? All right, let's do it. Now, in this question, it's another audio question. I'm going to play for you a clip from a famous movie. I need you to identify what movie this is. It's of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. What's that you're playing? Oh, just a little something of my own. Oh, stop it. You know what I want to hear. No, don't. You played it for her. You played for me. You know what that is? Well, I don't think I can remember. If she can stand it, I can. Play it. Um, or is this a multiple choice? It's not. Mm. Well, it's Humphrey Bogart for sure. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> I can't help I think you. It is. One way or the other. All right. Let's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know if I should use my Google search on this one, but I think I know it. Oh, what do you think it is? I think it's Casablanca. Okay. So do I need my Google search? I can't tell you that one way or the other, but you can certainly <laughs> lock it in. All right, let's lock it in because these are getting progressively harder and I need to save it. Is it Casablanca? Yeah. Impressive uh, Humphrey Bogart. Uh, I've been trying to catch up on my older movies. 
thank thank goodness for Netflix. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, well, you didn't need a cheat there. You got it. Let's move on to question number 12. What was the last state returned to the Union after seceding in the Civil War? It was either Georgia, Alabama, or Mississippi. Last state to be readmitted to the Union. I think I'm going to want to use my, uh, my Google Sheet. Can I do that? Uh, okay. Pause this. Tell All me right. when I can start. Yes. So you have eight seconds, and your time starts now. Three seconds. One second. All right, I'm ready. Time's up. What do you have? It says uh, July 15th, Georgia was the last. Georgia? It is. Thank God, nor of all things Google comes to the rescue again. The the Oracle comes to the rescue always. What would we do without Google? I don't know. Okay, now you put that Google away. No more Googling for you. No more Google. Putting it away. You have one more hint if you need it and three more questions to go. Joe, here is question number 13. If your friend tries to tell you, oh, if your friend tries to sell you some Kaif, K-I-E-F, I I think that's how you say it. I don't even know. He's offering you a powdered concentrated version of what drug? It's either weed, ecstasy, or heroin. See, I'm kicking myself that I haven't done more drugs. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> Brandon, I'm gonna go with weed. You say weed. Yes. He's going with Kaif or Keef, I guess Kaif as weed. Is that correct? Yes, it's weed. Alright. It's basically concentrated THC crystals is what it is. I can't imagine what concentrated heroin would be like. Um, weed makes sense there for sure. Yeah, I think I, I think I heard that in a Snoop Dogg song, actually. Well, Snoop Dogg, if anybody knows what that is, I bet he does. <laughs> All right, two more to go. This is a TV question, okay? Okay. What show chronicled the adventures of the survivors of Oceanic Airlines Flight 815? There's no multiple choice on this one. I I would have to say it's lost because I don't know of another one. Why do you say lost? What makes you think that? Uh, Because I honestly can't think of another show where there was a crash landing. Oh, okay. All right. Is it lost? It's lost. Good deduction there. Moving on to question number 15. And damn it, I bet you're going to get this one right. What hip-hop Broadway musical, which tells the story of one of the founding fathers, features an epic rap battle? 
That might be the easiest question you've asked me, Brandon. That is absolutely the musical Hamilton, which is currently just off Broadway in New York City. Hamilton is correct. That could have been the hardest question for someone or the easiest for you. You got it right. Uh, well, well the done. issue, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you asked me certain lines in the play, in the musical, I probably would get those too. So it's just, I'm totally infatuated with the, both the musical and the book that I'm currently reading. So, I mean, if there's any lines you want to rap to us right now, we'd love you know, to hear. I mean, I'm probably going to leave that for my sons to do. Okay. They're a little bit better at it than I am, but we, we're certainly enjoying uh, Lynn Miranda's musical. But, and just a little side note for those other trees. So Lynn Miranda's first musical was In the Heights. And In the Heights was my all-time favorite musical. And then, when, of course, when I found out he was doing Hamilton, uh, of course, I haven't been able to see it yet because I think it's like 500 or $700 for a ticket in New York. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on that, but at, um, at some point, I, I would really love to see it in person. Well, dude, uh, it sounds like a great business, $700 a ticket. Oh, my gosh. They're sold out all the way through. I mean, every show is sold out. So that's all second. You know, you got to buy it on StubHub or, or directly from Ticketmaster. It's just crazy. Well, at the end of that main round, you got 13 out of 15. How does that feel? It's, you know what? I'm still kicking myself over those two. And I've got a hint left, so I could have used one of them. But you know what? All in all. I was really sweating it because I was just hoping for 10. The fact that I got 13, I'm going to I'm gonna call that a success. I'd say that's a huge success. Instagram and Edison were the two that got you. But let's move on to the last question now. You have a high score, so this, is, this actually might matter. This okay. is going to come uh, into play later on in the season in the event of a tiebreaker when we're trying to rank our top four contestants, okay? All right. In 20 seconds. Name seven of the top 10 most expensive cities to live in in the United States. And your time starts now. New York City, San Francisco, Chicago, Los Angeles, um, my goodness, Boston, New Haven, uh, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, Couple more seconds. Miami, Florida. Let's see what you got. New York. Ovs. You said San Francisco, the most expensive. L.A. Let's see what else. You said Boston. Boston is also on the list. Yeah. New Haven, Connecticut. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, I did say New Haven. <laughs> yeah, that is good guess. Not on the list. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we have. D.C., absolutely. Got it. Atlanta, not on the list. Atlanta is okay. surprisingly affordable. Got it. Miami. Oh, yes. I got one more to get. You got six. Chicago better be on that list. Oh, we skipped Chicago. You got seven. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've not, I haven't been excited like this in years. This is fantastic. So your final score is a 13.7. That's going to be important later on. Well done. Well done. Everyone here is real impressed. <laughs> this audience that I have in my room. They're thrilled. Wow. I didn't know there were so many people. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. It's a huge studio. 
So, Joe, before we let you go, uh, what did you learn? What are you going to take away from this? I think I'm going to take away the fact that I know a lot more useless information than I actually thought I did. Well, Joe, you've been a hell of a contestant. You have a lot of great knowledge and also a lot of useless knowledge um, (laughs) and a lot of knowledge of uh, Alexander Hamilton. Well, let's do a show next time just on Alexander Hamilton facts. Oh, yeah. You're the show's resident Alexander Hamilton expert now. There we go. Yeah, we're going to we'll be calling you later. Well, Joe (laughs) Polizzi, thank you very much for taking the time and crushing it today. We'll be in touch. Thanks, Brandon. That was super fun. I'm so excited. Now we have a resident Alexander Hamilton expert. We need a lot more of these for the show. Maybe we'll tie that into a future episode. And you can thank me next season when you're filing your taxes at 7-Eleven. That's going to be super convenient. Now, don't blame me when they mess it up. That's on you for filing your taxes at 7-Eleven. But hey, you learned something new today. Playing you out to a little lost music. Can't resist every time we have a lost question on the show. It's just the greatest soundtrack of any TV show ever, without a doubt. Well, thanks again to Joe for being on the show. If you want to find out more about Joe, all of his links are on the show notes page at podcastgameshow.com forward slash Polizzi, P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I. There's plenty more on the website, like signing up for our email list to get early access to episodes each week. You can unsubscribe anytime. I won't spam you. So check that out. And also, if you're liking this show, if you're digging it, do me a favor and share it. Share it on Facebook or Twitter. One of the episodes you like, whatever. I'd love to spread the word and get this growing. Thanks so much to everyone who's been listening so far. It's growing really fast. It's doing well. But share it with whoever you think would like it. And come back next week as I'm really excited to welcome huge best-selling author, creative impresario, and personal inspiration, Todd Henry of The Accidental Creative and his new book, Louder Than Words. And Todd's got a really Lost-esque fact that actually happened in history during the Civil War with Abraham Lincoln, one of those really weird historic crossovers that no one really knows about. That's going to be a really awesome episode. I'm excited. See you next time on Podcast Game Show.